Look out, Balloonyaks, it's spoopy season. I feel silly saying spoopy, but I'm gonna go with it anyways. This is your friendly neighborhood content warning, and we're just letting you know, in case you haven't ever listened before, that we swear a lot on this show. And especially this season, sex and violence are gonna come up regularly. Not gonna go into the nitty gritty, but, uh, you know, maybe some of the nitty. You've been warned. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. We're your aeronauts, and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to the slaughtered lamb to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, what's our question this week? What's a good horror movie for people who don't typically like horror movies? Uh, editor and Stowaway Steven here. I, I'm going to just throw out my absolute favorite movie that I will always suggest when people like want a horror movie that's not too scary is always Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun okay, of the Dead was on my one. list. I was going to say pick a movie that's not just a horror movie. Because uh, it's a, it's a rom a zom rom-com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that can kind of cross-platform into other things. Shaun of the Dead, uh, Zombieland falls under a similar... I actually really like those as a double feature, back when I had time for double features. Army of Darkness, because it's funny at the same time. I I had a hard time when I was looking at this, because here's the thing. A lot of people don't get into like watching horror more regularly because they feel like it's going to be, well, horrifying mm-hmm. or stressful or too extreme for them in some way, depending on, you know, what, what gets at them. But a lot of the times those people have seen worse things in mainstream drama and thriller and action movies. So it's more like what I, I couldn't come up with just like one or two answers. I wrote down at least one movie for every major subgenre I can think of, so I'll let you guys go first. I mean, <laughs> other than Shaun of the Dead. We kind of covered most of our Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland. I'm, I'm actually going to argue for the first two Blade movies. Okay. I would argue for the second Blade movie. <laughs> I haven't watched the first Blade movie in long enough, though. That's a fair response. I don't actually know if it's I would add, yeah. The first one's fine. I mean, the first one's, yeah, fine. Uh, well, the second uh, one's the a GDT one. movie, though. Yeah, the second one is why I recommend it, because it's... Just fucking balls to the wall awesome. The first one's not as good, but it's good. Yeah. But it's not as good. Maybe it's got this... Donald Logue. And you can stop there. You don't need to go further. You no, Blade Trinity's need... actively bad. You don't need to um, watch that one. Maybe Hellboy in the same respect. Like, I would say almost start with, like, a Yarmo superhero movie, or even Pacific Rim, something that's very Yarmo del Toro without being oh, well, if, And then maybe translate into, like, Pan's Labyrinth or something kind of... I'd go Kronos or Devil's Backbone if you're getting into his catalog, yeah. because those are those are beautiful examples of art house films that are touching on horror in ways that are, like... Kronos Devil's, is so good. Kronos is a uh, vampire movie, and it's just fucking gorgeous. And Devil's Backbone is a ghost story about an orphanage, and it is gut-wrenchingly beautiful and heartbreaking and also fucking scary. And I would say they're criminally underwatched by people who are intimidated by horror movies. Um, so I'm going to lend you my criterion of the, that triple pack that I have that includes Pan's Labyrinth, uh, so you can watch those too because they're great. But this also reminded me that I like there's so many, there's so many like mediocre horror movies that are like really fun. And good jumping off points. Like, what came to mind earlier for me was Hollow Man with, uh, oh, okay. with yeah. Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Shue and um, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> it's... Wasn't that the like his version of the Invisible Man? Yep. Yes. He's like a sex girl. Uh, Invisible Man's always kind of been a sex creep. But... Yeah. Except, well, yeah. And then, like, there's whole oeuvres of, like, really bad horror movies that are fun to get into. Starting with Goofy... We're going to watch these and throw popcorn at the TV is not a terrible way to, to get into this. Sleepy Hollow? Not Sleepy Hollow. 
Sleepy Hollow is fun, but not what I was going to recommend. Um, oh, uh, it's a sequel to a movie, and I can't remember the first one. It was like a faux, uh, faux documentary that blew up in the 90s. Blair Witch Project? Blair Witch Project 2. Uh, oh, Book of Shadows? Book of Shadows. <laughs> that was a long That's walk a- to get into a real bad movie. But <laughs> I was told that movie was terrible. Yeah. In such a chef kiss kind of terrible. All Just right. Like, the, mo- the most general ones I could think of, if you want, if you have like no experience with horror is the gate from the 80s the young steven dorf who's the bad guy in the first blade like a five-year-old steven dorf oh wow very young okay very young i forgot about this movie and it's two childhood friends like seven eight-year-olds whatever they are six-year-olds accidentally open a gate to hell in their backyard and have to close it before their parents get home and there's a bunch of like awesome little claymation demons and it's 80s family friendly also Canadian 80s family friendly. Yeah. What does that mean? They're very rude little kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. And there's going to be mm, maybe closer to PG-13 language coming out of their mouths. Anyway. And then also, like, recently, uh, I guess The Conjuring, I find the movie boring, but, like, across the board, it does everything a horror movie needs to do. 100%. Like, through and through, to the point where even though I would personally rate it C's across the board, it is such amazingly solid C's for every single aspect of that film that it actually raises the overall quality of the film. Mm, okay. There's no, none of this particularly excels, but it does everything it does well. That being said, I find it boring, personally. because That's one of the based-off-a-true-ghost-story movies, isn't it? Is that an Annabelle oeuvre? That's the, the first of... That started off all of that. Right, right. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. And it's got a Night Owl and whatever his real name is. I can't remember. But anyway, but if you're looking to get into certain subgenres, because maybe you've seen this and you want to know what else horror has to offer, I guess. I'm just going to mostly list these. Stop me if you're super curious because the name catches your eye or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start off with the thing most people aren't going to be into so we can get past it. If you are interested in checking out the gorier or more extreme side of horror, make sure you can sit through Dead Alive first. If you can't do Dead Alive, you're if not you going to handle... If you can't do Dead Alive, you're not going to horror. You're not gonna be able to handle extreme horror. And that's also uh, uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's a great entry point. Because then you could say, hey, I watched uh, Lord of the Ring guy's horror movie he did before <laughs> Lord of the Rings. If you want to get into more of the splatter side of that, then starting with the classics is a good way to go and then working your way up to where it gets more and more extreme. Some Herschel Gordon Lewis, things like Wizard of Gore, uh, Blood Feast, that sort of thing. Um, Blood Feast is fun. Or a little bit more modern, Italy's Adam Chaplin actually isn't that mean and it's the gore in it is extreme, but it's so over the top that you can't take it seriously. Mm, okay. I'm going to say Blood Feast 2, the one that's like in the mm. like 80s at a weird diner that's got like health food. Oh, that's a fun, bad one. Um, on the actual extreme side, Martyrs is the most extreme mainstream movie that I think has ever been made. If you can't handle that, you can't get into the more extreme. That should be the jumping off point. Psychological horror, I can't recommend uh, The Reflecting Skin enough. That is a kid has a new next door neighbor and thinks she might be a vampire and his older brother, Viggo Mortensen, is falling in love with her. You sold me at Viggo Mortensen. (laughs) And it is beautiful and sad and fucks with you. 
What's this movie called again? Uh, the Reflecting Skin. The Reflecting Skin. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking of Under the Skin with Scarlett mm. Johansson, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. For the more, like, descent into madness sort of psychological, I'd go with, like, maybe Frailty, which is a father raises his kids to kind of weirdly be serial killers because he tells them that people have demons trapped inside them and they're freeing them. Ooh. <laughs> and you've got, and it's Bill Paxton and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, wow. Okay. Bill Paxton is always a lot of fun. Like, he's kind of hammy, but, like, that... Not a bad thing. For Home Invasion, I would recommend The Strangers because it's not a very... It's a, a very basic but not very well done Home Invasion, so you can only go up from there. But it gets all the basics down. Maybe Home Alone. Yeah. Zombie flicks, I would say both of the Dawn of the Deads. You get... The old school one for slow zombies, the uh, James Gunn written, Zack Snyder directed uh, remake for fast zombies. And I'm going to have to throw in my two hats being the original George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead mm. is a required viewing in my book. Excellent film, as well as Tom Savini's 80s remake. I enjoy that one a little bit more overall, but holy shit, is the first one better, if that makes sense. Is the 80s remake the one that had Tony Todd in it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, I forgot he was in that too. Tony Todd played Worf's brother on Star Trek, so I've been a big fan of him ever since. Just remembered stuff. Sorry. Vampire flicks, almost any Dracula works. I personally recommend the 1970 Jess Franco-directed Christopher Lee starring Dracula as it is one of the most accurate adaptations of the book ever made. And for more modern vampires, I would say either Fright Night or The Lost Boys. Also, if you like anime, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Um, also, I'm for vampires, I'm going to recommend Kronos again. But yes. also, uh, for those who like horror with a uh, kind of sci-fi bent, I'm going to recommend Daybreakers. Ooh, okay. That one is a real good time. Um, vampires take over the world, but there's now a blood sort shortage, and uh, uh, Ethan Hawke is a vampire who gets accidentally turned into a human again. Whoops. Um, and, and like then it goes from there. Slasher's another one where you should just go back to the basics if you want to get into slashers. Uh, I would recommend Halloween. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 6, because that's actually where Jason finally takes on all the characteristics that we traditionally think of as Jason having. Yes, it took until the 6th for it all to come together. I don't even know which one that is. Yeah, I don't remember the subtitle on it off the top of my head. I think I know which one you're talking about, though, but I do... Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, And Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, those are the big three to set up if you want to go into slashers. There's a reason they're the classics. Giallo's. Anything directed by Sergio Martino. Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward, Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key, Torso, All the Colors of the Dark. And if you're interested, or to go, to mix it up a little bit, you have Bird with a Crystal Plumage came out sort of midway through the heyday of the Giallos and everything that came after it was very heavily influenced by it. So that's another good jumping off point just because of how foundational it was for where the genre ended up going. And that's a Dario Argento flick. Um, Ghost flicks, I fucking hate. Not a ghost guy. Guess what? I'm not a ghost guy. So my recommendation is either Poltergeist, because I can stand it, and it's Toby Hooper who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Poltergeist 2 gave me so many nightmares when I was like eight. Although it's also more realistically Steven Spielberg. I'm going to see The Shining. Okay. That's my ghost pick. That, okay. Yeah. Okay. Shining. That's a ghost story, I guess. Uh, Shining's great. It's the only one I can pick. I'm also not a ghost guy. Either that or I'd go with... And here's... This is setting up for failure, but I think one of my favorite horror movies, even though it's a ghost story, that's how exemplary it is, is the South Korean flick, A Tale of Two Sisters. I don't like ghost stories, and it's one of my favorite horror movies, so I guess that's a good jumping off point because it does a good job. I don't know. I don't like ghosts. What what about, like, The Exorcist? Does that... 
That's more possession and the devil and stuff. Okay. And, like, devil, like, I mean, Exorcist is a good jumping off point for devil-type flicks. I would say maybe a, a little bit more palatable would be Drag Me to Hell, because you still have all the weird things are happening just because of the devil, but it's a little bit more of a black comedy. It's the Sam Raimi? Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember being very uncomfortable with that movie when I watched it. There's a lot of uh, food imagery in it that did not work for me. Mm. I don't know if I could ever go back to that movie again, personally, but that's a... Thinking of Sam Raimi, Evil Dead 2, maybe. Uh, skip the first one. But, I mean, Evil Dead 2 is... It's schlocky enough that you can kind of handle it. It's one of the few horror movies that I have seen several times. Nice. Oh, I'm going to also just throw out for another uh, horror comedy, uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's definitely in the, the horror comedy camp. And then uh, for folk horror, there is three films that are kind of like the holy trilogy of folk horror, but really the only one you truly need from that is Wicker Man. Wicker Man is maybe the biggest influence on folk horror as as a whole, just in general. But then you also have like Blood on Satan's Claw and, oh, and uh, Night of the Demon. Oh, Night of the Demon, yes. And I assume you mean the original Wicker Man and not the Nick Cage remake. Right, yeah, yeah, the original. Though that one is a fun, weird one to watch because... I didn't know that was a remake. Yes. I thought you were just really selling Wicker, or like Nick Cage. No, 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 no. I'm really <laughs> selling Christopher Lee. Oh, uh, this makes so much more sense to me now. Bitch in double feature if you got the, if you got the, <laughs> the energy. I'm very that. much selling Christopher Lee as Lord Summer Isle. Uh, Honestly, if Christopher Lee's in it, you're probably going to do okay. And that Wicker Man also sort of borders on, like, when you run into, like, cult-based movies. Yes. Like, it's a good juxtaposition of both of those, and it's a great jumping-off point for either of those subgenres. I want to rewatch the original Wicker Man now. And, and maybe... And Nick Cage. And maybe just for anything having to do with somebody having weird supernatural powers of some sort, uh, I'd probably throw out, like, Scanners. Oh, yeah. Scanners is a... Oh. That's a movie that's messed up my brain. <laughs> Perfect. And I'm done. Okay. There's a there's a whole chunk of things to check out for you there if any of those interest you. In order to keep our journey going, and we are almost there, so we really want to keep this journey going. Oh, wait. I forgot Werewolf, and that's important because we're heading to the Slaughtered Lamb. If you want to check out Werewolf movies, an American Werewolf in London. That's, yeah. That's straightforward. Shit, I love shitty sequels because I also want to recommend American <laughs> Werewolf in Paris. Paris. <laughs> I actually really dig that movie. I'm going to go slightly off theme, but kind of. The Doctor Who Werewolf episode mm. is much better than it had any need to be other than the weird, like, these Scottish monks know Shaolin. That's fun too, then. But in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Tyler is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes we will have to make up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep this expedition's theme of monsters. So, Tyler, what knowledge can you drop on Gamera? Possibly Gamera. I've read it more than I've seen it. The big space turtle? Yes. That's what I got. Okay. He's That's a kaiju a, space turtle. That is a half redemption, then. <laughs> this is a Phantom X situation. That's about all you really need to know. From Honestly, it's you know. most of it. There's a, we'll go back just because it's fun to talk about, because he's a giant space turtle. He's never been my favorite. He was probably the biggest actual competitor to Godzilla in, in terms of yeah. popularity for quite a while, actually. But if you want to see how successful he actually competed, Godzilla's got, like, 40 movies and Gamera's got 11. And they're fine. I, I know I've even watched one, and oh, I can't yeah. tell you much more about it, but, like, But that's still saying fun. something. He's got 11 movies. That's yeah. a lot. No, it's... I, I mean, very much respected. I just, like, I'd rather watch Godzilla. That's kind of the way most We get it. Feel. You don't like turtles. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> 
I don't have anything against turtles. We get it. You don't love turtles. I don't love turtles. The great Atuan is offended right now. I do have a turtle hanging up in my room, though. Like, I like him enough. Okay. It's more because he's a flying turtle. Like, I'm pretty sure Gamera flies as, like, a flying saucer at one point. Yeah, 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 he doesn't fly like that. We'll we'll come back to that. (laughs) So, half redemption? Half redemption. redemption. You know who he is, but, like, let's chat him up. Does he shoot lasers? Probably. It's a kaiju film. I think he shoots lasers. Probably. We'll find out next time. That's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all our sister shows at earverm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch and follow us will be in the show notes. And, as always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Up, up, and away. See you next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>